Thank God. Amen. Amen. Get ready. Many people are out today. Hope they're having a good time and that the rapture doesn't take place. Okay. Pardon? Meet you there. Right? Meet you there. That's it. Okay. Glory to God. Well, he's getting himself prepared. I've met Terry Mize, and when you... Actually, our family doctor in Oklahoma had been to Terry Mize meeting, knew him well. Terry Mize went to the church we went to. And uh, you'd go to, to the doctor, and the first thing he'd ask you, because <laughs> he'd seen the dead raised, he'd seen miracles, he'd say, have you prayed? What scriptures are you standing on for this? It's quite, it was quite exciting to go to him. And so... Terry's ministry has been an upright ministry for years. He even started, I believe, a school for missions, didn't he, for a while? In Tulsa for missionaries. So go ahead. I think you're there now. Just kind of tell me where you're at. Uh, we will go to the nugget first. Which one? <laughs> for today. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Vision will allow you to be free. Vision will allow you to be free in the things of God. But it will also restrain you. But it will also restrain you from being free in the things of the world. Put it all together. Vision will allow you to be free in the things of God, but, but it will also restrain you from being free in the things of the world. Amen. So if you feel like uh, you're running free in the things of the world, you better catch up with your vision. Or vice versa. If you're, if you're free in, in God's way it means you're being restricted in the things of the world. I mean the worldly things are going to fall off from you. you they won't have that hold on you any longer. Okay. okay, I'm going to give you two this morning. Okay. Worldliness. Worldliness. <laughs> this is the definition for worldliness. Okay. Everything which cooleth Everything which cooleth your affections for Jesus Christ. That's worldliness. Everything that cools you for your affections for Jesus Christ. That's pretty good, too. So those two should go hand in hand, I thought. Okay. All right. Um, Wednesday, we talked about the ministry of worship and praise. Today, we're going to talk about the garment of praise. Okay. We looked at worship. Oh, you want to pray before we get yes. started? Yes, you want me to? Yes, I'll let you pray. Okay, Father, we thank you for the privilege of being your vessels to proclaim the uncompromised word. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that you teach through us and that every person that this word, this seed falls upon, their ears that they be doers of the word, not hearers only. 
that they act upon the word, that they realize how powerful the word is. And as we teach this morning, God, I thank you that as we yield ourselves to you, spirit, soul, and body, that the word shall come forth in power and might. And it will definitely set the captives free. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I noticed you did not have one scripture. Like, could we start with that? Which one's that one? It's in Psalms 149 and 150. 149 and 150. Okay. So I Psalms. just got done teaching on demons and regression and oppression <clears throat> and possession. And anyway, praise the Lord. Um, when you see what praise does, you'll want to praise Him more often. You'll get up praising God. This is, you know, a lot of people say, well, you don't pray enough and you don't, you're not in the Word enough. Well, you've got to have praise, you've got to have the Word, and you've got to have prayer. And praise is very important. And as you look at Psalms 149, I'm going to go ahead and read it out of the Amplified. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Praise Him in the assembly and of His saints. Let Israel rejoice in Him their maker. Let Zion's children triumph and be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in chorus and choir and the single or group dance. Let them sing praises to him with the tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation and adorn the wretched with victory. Let the saints be joyful in the glory and the beauty which God confers upon them. Let them sing for joy upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their throat and a two-edged sword in their hands to wreak vengeance upon the nations and chastisement upon the peoples. This shows me, because of what's going on in our nation today, that there has not been a spirit of praise in the church or with the church people. Amen? So, because it says to, to wreak vengeance upon the nations and the chastisement of the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, He the Lord is the honor of all His saints. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then in Psalms 150, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his heavens of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to the abundance of his greatness. Praise him with the trumpet. Sound praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and the single or group dance. Praise him with stringed and wind instruments or flutes. Praise him re with resounding cymbals. Praise him with the loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that have breath and every breath of life praise the Lord. Praise you, the Lord. So when you praise God, it sets ambushments against the enemy. You need to realize this. And if the enemy can keep us from not praising him, you know, when we are going through tests and trials and things, we need to just start praising God. You need to get excited. You know, if you walk into a situation where there's strife or discord or whatever, that's the time when you need to start praising, not get invited or, you know, they'll invite you in, but don't get involved in it. Okay, sweetie, I just want to share that because I didn't see that in the notes when I was looking through them this morning. Okay. We looked at uh, worship and praise to God, and it's 
importance in our, in our life. Um, in ministering to the Lord, our praise and worship are the highest expre- expressions of faith. Praise and worship are more than a song. It's a lifestyle. And let me uh, bring something up that we brought up uh, from Wednesday. Fill your home with praise, then God is there. Fill your mouth with praise, and God's presence will not leave you. Surround yourself in praises and discover and experience the blessings that come your way. The atmosphere for the anointing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, we found out that David captured the Lord's heart through his worship and praise and his ability to humble himself and repent of his wrongdoings. Let's turn now to uh, the book of John chapter 4. So that doesn't sound like it's going to be praised, but we're just going to look at it in this aspect. John chapter 4. Looking at verse 24, the Lord is speaking. He said, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we need to worship him with praise, but th- that truth there means that we need to have our life cleaned up. All right? Okay, glory to God. Spiritual strength comes our way through praise. Well, I've got two or three different ones here. Let me uh, back up there. We also noted that praise and worship is done vocally with a passion. Okay. There are nine such Hebrew words that enhance or embrace the word praise. So let's see if we participate the way the Bible says to praise. Are you going to be ready? <laughs> the first word uh, that, that comes out for praise that, uh, the, is halal. H-A-L-A-L. It means to praise the Lord audibly. How do you praise the Lord audibly? That means to boast. Hello. To rave about. To be excited. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. To, cel- to enjoy and celebrate. And to be clamorously foolish. <laughs> you remember when David took the, uh, if you recall, when, when David brought the ark into Jerusalem he danced before the Lord foolishly and he was screaming and hollering at the top of his voice and his wife Michael was looking down, uh, down at him from the <laughs> castle window and she was upset about it because he was making so much noise for the Lord. How dare you make such noise? You're the king. Well, he said, I, I'm celebrating the king of kings. Amen. And so I'll always do this. Are we doing that? Hmm. It's enthusiastic. It's spontaneous praising. Glory to God. We get the word hallelujah or hallel from this hell, H-A-L-A-L. Uh, it's, li- it's much like a sporting event where your team pulls out the, the victory in the very final seconds. You know, it's that, that in basketball, it's a, right at the, at the goal 
right at the buzzer. The guy shoots the ball, and it hits that basket and goes in, and the crowd goes, Wee-ow! <laughs> They're screaming and yelling. You know, if it's in the it's in football, it's a final seconds and the guy kicks it, it goes over and the crowd goes, you know, they're going, they're... however they win, the final seconds, that's, what do you want, if you, if you see, the, if it's a home crowd, uh, team crowd, what are they doing? The stands are just, just rocking and they're just throwing all confetti and everything else, you know, giving high fives. Well, are we praising the Lord that way? How many times have you high-fived somebody in the, in the congregation? <laughs> oh! I think, I think some of us will. You, somebody comes up there like this, and you're, huh? <laughs> but this is what it means. There's excitement in praising God. This is what the Jews did, or doing. They do. I've been oh, in their meetings. I think some of us need to go to the Jewish, go to Israel and get in one of their uh, synagogues and watch what goes on when they're excited for the Lord. It's amazing. After the service, whatever, they pull away all, all the, the chairs. chairs. See, we've both been there. And they... They start some music and they start dancing. High, actually almost high-fiving, you know, they, they grab each other's hand and doing that type of thing. Do that well, that's again, exciting. that's interesting. <laughs> of course, it's men with men and women with women. Remember that. The thing that really was interesting to me was while they were doing all their Torah and everything, people were talking. It was, there was not well, respect. For the for the for the Torah and for the, you know what I mean, it, it, you could see it was real religion. But boy, after all that was done, they got wild and started dancing. You know, they needed to listen to the word. Okay, <laughs> it turn. It's interesting. Okay, turn with me to Psalms 30. I am there. And we are going to see what they do. Are you going to demonstrate? Praise God. 3011, right? Psalms 30. Look at verse 11. This is still halal. Now look how they come in here. Thou hast turned my mourning. How they come in here? Depressed. No, they came in here depressed. They came in the church depressed. Thou hast turned my mourning. Oh, man. Into dancing. Something happened. They got into God's presence and all of a sudden, all that gloom disappeared. And they said, they're dancing. That has put off my sackcloth. There goes that, there's that, that terrible, terribleness. Turned away and girded me with gladness. Amen. I mean, as soon as they entered in, something happened. Amen. They were, they were sad sacks coming in. And when they passed through that, the doors into the courtyard, they got happy. Amen. Why? Because they got into God's presence. Read the next verse. Oh, she said, go to verse 12. To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. You know, a lot of people are 
really enthused when they mm-hmm. praise the Lord. I like the way the Amplified says that. It says, to the, to the end, that my tongue and my heart and everything glorious within me may sing praise to you and not be silent. O oh Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Forever and ever and ever. So That's what they're see. doing in heaven. So, uh, how do you think they're doing it in heaven? When you step over into heaven, I think some people are going to kiss the ground and be grateful. Party. <laughs> Give me a high five. You made it. Glory to God. <laughs> I mean, you're, I would be dancing, especially if you didn't work too sure, and you got it by, boy, give me high fives. I mean, you'd be all over the place. This is what they do. Oh, glory to God. I can't wait to see you leave. And enter church high-fiving now. Boy, all of a sudden, everybody's quiet out there. It said the, we need to be bolsterous. You're right. You're okay, the leader, Okay, let's though. go to the second one. i got to say this. You're the leader, so you're the one that needs to be high-fiving. Okay. There you go. So I expect that. Go okay. hit someone else, Second, though. Second word is yada. <laughs> Y-A-D-A-H. Y-A-D-A-H. Means to worship with raised hands. Well, I saw some of you. Well, at least I was up in the front. I saw one or two of you raising your hands in praise. But this, uh, this means to throw your hands, to worship with extended hands. Glory to God. It's not a fist pump now. A fist pump is wrong. <laughs> this is throwing your hands up, okay? It involves being active, not passive. Uh, have you ever, well, again, you go to the uh, oh, to no. sports games and so forth, you know. But uh, if you watch television, it's, they used to have game shows. And when somebody would win a huge amount of money, they go, you see the people, I mean, whoever won, they were jumping up and, what are they doing with their hands? Praise. They're just, they're, they're, they, they're just, they're, oh, wow, this is great, this is great, this is what? This is what, this is what it says. This is the same thing when you got, come in God's presence. Glory to God. How? Extended hands. Are they happy when they got their money? Or do they have their hands down? Oh, I just, uh, I remember it was last month or something that, that uh, New York State or something had a national one of those gambling things, you know, the lottery, it was 44, $400, $400 million, million divided amongst uh, about 17 people. Do you think they were? I think they were high-fiving and just jumping up and, you know, just. They were excited. God says we need to be excited the same way. We are in his presence. He's given us everything. Hello, glory to God, hallelujah. It's not pa- it involves being active, it's not passive. With God lifting, uh, with, praising God with uplifted hand, this is an act of uh, humility and the surrender of the flesh. Think of that. So, 
It's not like, like when the police tell you to raise your hands. That's the act of surrender. But they've got something pointing in your back or in your tummy that makes you want to, you know. No, this is, this is our own surrender, our flesh to God. You do what you want with it. Glory to God, high five. Some of you just look at me, your eyes are about this big around. Says, this is what they do. Let's go to Psalm 63. Let's see what it says. Look, see what it says here. I uh, I'm going to share something while he's there. I guarantee you, if you start doing this in your home, there will be a change in your home. Say, well, I'm just live alone. Well, if you start just you and God, there will be a change in your home. Sometimes it's easier if it's just you and God, but if, if the whole family will do this, there will be a change. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's Psalm 63, looking at verse 4. Thus I will bless thee while I live. Who are you going to bless? God. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is looking for people that is, are going to Praise the Lord. And this, this is what David did. And he was, like I said, he was a man after God's own heart. Wow. I mean, let, let's follow somebody that does it right. That's right. Amen. Hello. Amen. Psalms 134. Psalms 134. Oh, I'm going to get you good now. <laughs> Psalms 134, looking at verse 2. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Where? In holiness and in the sanctuary. And bless the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Okay. Hallelujah. On the count of three. I'm going to see how many of you are ready to go out there. One, two, two and a half. Don't sit on your hands. Three. Okay, 100%. Now, that's what the Lord wants. And I said, well, I was, I was kind of forced into it because everybody else was. I didn't want to be. Hey, as you will things, you change. That is as true. You will change, as you will things, you will change. If you're not used to it, just say, I will do this because God wants me to do it. It's going to change you. It's going to change your heart. It's going to change your mind. And you're going to get blessed for it because when you bless God, he says, why are they blessing me? I've got to bless them. He wants to do something in return. He wants to do it in a greater fashion than, than what we do. Oh, glory to God. Okay, let's go to one more in this, this one. one uh, Psalms 141. Verse 2, Psalms 141, verse 2. Let my prayers be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting of my hands as an evening sacrifice. What is a sacrifice? Let me go back to the Old Testament. What was a sacrifice? A lamb or something. And what did they do with that? Sacrifice. Did that sacrifice want to do it? Nope. I mean, 
but it was, okay? That means we are supposed to lift our hands as a sacrifice. That means you don't want to do it, you do it. Because it's asking us. I tell you what, if you don't want to do it, don't go to heaven. You're going to be really <laughs> Because there are going to be people in heaven. All heaven is going to be having their hands up in the air, giving high fives and everything, praising God. And I tell you what, the people down below that don't make it are, would be wishing that they took the sacrifice of praise before the Lord. Hello. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Number three. Number three. This is another way of, of praising the Lord. Some of us want to be Lord, a little more silent. You can do this one. Okay. Barak. B-A-R-A-K. B-A-R-A-K. It translate, translate to be, it means bless. How do you bless God? In Barak. It's to bow down in worship attitude or kneeling. A lot of churches do that. To bless God as an act of adoration. It means to recognize and declare God as our total source of blessing for prosperity, power, strength, and victory. Hallelujah. This Barak is not only on your knees, but also completely prone on the ground. <laughs> Is that right? Prostrate. Prostrate. Yeah. Okay. Prostrate on the ground. Now, I've, you, you see some, uh, uh, some, see some churches do it. Some, uh, well, the, the, of course, the Jewish. If you go, if you look at the, the wall in Jerusalem, you see them on their knees, oftentimes, and they're, they're just kind of nodding. And sometimes you see them prostrate. I mean, completely. That's, that's why, that, and that's always usually a silent one. So you could do that. So, how many are you going to be silent? I mean, you're silent now, but you're not doing it right. <laughs> okay. You could do that one at home or, you know, get on your knees. A lot, of, a lot of people do it on your knees, you know, pray that way. Okay, uh, Psalms 95. Let's look at that. Let's back up and look at it. I have this for you. I'll look at that one if you'll do this. Okay, uh, Psalms 95, verse 6, Psalms 95, verse 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. That's doing it in silence. Hear the rest of that in the Amplified. Uh, from the Amplified? It says, in reverence, praise, and supplication. So this is the praise and supplication here. Okay, all right. So let's go on further to Psalms 103. In Psalms 103, same thing. Verses 1, 2, and 3. That's Psalms 103, verses 1, 2, and 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I will bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. And here it also talks about 
getting on, on your knees. This is one of them says getting on your knees. Let's go all the way back to First um, Chronicles. First Chronicles. When you when you're going there, I'm going to read all this in the Amplified, can I? Okay, she's because this is really um, bless affectionately, gratitudefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is deepest within me. Bless his holy name. Bless affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all his benefits. This is going to keep your mind, will, emotion, and intellect busy, I will tell you. Who forgives every one of your iniquities, who heals each one of your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit of corruption, who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness, who satisfies your mouth with necessity and desire at your personal age and situation with good so that your youth renewed is like the eagle strong overcoming and soaring. This psalm is so important for us that it go to, personally to me it goes along with 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 casting down imaginations and reasonings. If you will take this psalm and and in every area and everything that comes to you, if you will do this psalm and keep this in your mind, you will memorize it and go to this psalm immediately. When thoughts hit you, you will find that there will be a change in you. With I will tell you within days. Because it brings you back to blessing the Lord instead of allowing those thoughts to come into your mind. You automatically go to this psalm and you begin to speak it forth and do what it says to do. And it'll, it'll, I'll tell you, it'll wipe out. It's, it's, I'm going to, to me, it's like Roto-Rooter. <laughs> the best way I can say it, it'll, it'll automatically wipe out all the bad thoughts that you have, all the evil thoughts you have, and it'll cause you to become a praiser and a worshiper. But not only that, you're applying the word to every circumstance and situation that tries to come and destroy you. In your mind, your mind, will, emotions, and your intellect. This, this is so important for this hour. I cannot even begin to tell you. Do you know I just went through the steps of, of slipping backwards into, into demon oppression and, you know, the whole thing. This, is, this will keep a person from going there if they will do this constantly, continually. Thank you for letting me add okay, that. Okay, that's Second Chronicles. I think you have first on here. Think, well, we're going to wrong. Okay. Second Chronicles chapter seven, looking at verse three. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord was upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement. I guess. And worshipped and praised the Lord, saying. For he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Glory to God. That's some good stuff. And uh, turn with me now to the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 8, looking at verse 6. That's Nehemiah 8 and verse 6. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen. Amen. With lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Wow. That's Baruch. Okay. Next one. In praise. Zamar. Z-A-M-A-R. 
Z-A-M-A-R. This is, uh, pra this praising Im involves musical instruments play the string or, or an instrument, to rejoice before the Lord with musical instruments, making music in praise of God. So um, this is where you have your, your harp, your guitar, your flute, your lair, whatever. This is where you play your instrument. And, and sing before uh, rejoice and sing before the Lord. So let's look at that. Let's go to Second Samuel. And Second Samuel. And we'll go to the sixth chapter. Verse 5, that's 2 Samuel, chapter 6, verse 5. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of, of fir wood, even the harps and the psalteries and the timbrels and all clarinets and cymbals. So there's, a, there's that music the instrument. That's, that's Samar. We'll look at... Uh, it says what? castanets in the amplifier. <laughs> Castanets, okay, whatever. However, whatever instrument, However whatever instrument you want to play before the Lord, it's fine with him. You know, there, there, there used to be some churches that didn't want drums in the church. Some didn't want pianos in the church. Some didn't want any instruments in the church. No singing. So, you know, uh, find out what the Word of God says and apply it. Again, what does... Acts chapter 17, verse 11 tells us to do. We need to check it all out. Amen? Okay. Um, let's go, since we're running short on time. We're, we're going to go, we'll take one more in this one. Um, some more. Psalms 33. Let's go to Psalms 33. Well, let's move down to Shabbat. Huh? Let's do Shabbat. Psalms 33. And verse 3, Psalms 33 and verse 3. Sing a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. There's that music. So, you can have the trumpets blasting in church. Hello? Hey, when we get to heaven, it's going to be a, a oh, joyful wow. noise. It'll be very loud. And if you if you go to the, uh, read in, in, in the book of Revelation, you're going to find out some angels are saying, "Holy, holy, 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 holy!" And, and, you know, it's going to be worshipful. And then you those I mean, can you can you imagine uh, twelve legions of angels just singing? Holy, I mean, just a quiet, just just beautiful. And then you've got some other ones over here. They're going to be singing a different song. It says the redeemed will sing a different song. And who are the redeemed? Us. What are you going to be singing? We're going to be singing a different song than what the, the angels are. God loves music. And he's not, he's, oh, I, I, it's all mixed up. No, it's not mixed up to him. 
it's a blessing. Oh, well, she's... Don't worry about her. Number five. Number five. You think I'm singing a song here? Shabak, shabak. S-H-A-B-A-C-H. Shabak. It means to give a loud shout to the Lord. Amen. That's, That's a loud not shout, long. Okay? Bo- loud vocal expressions of victory. Glory. Hallelujah. To cry aloud to God with a loud praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Psalms 117. Psalms 117. Oh, Some of you, I don't know. Some of you I didn't put it. I didn't. Well. Oh, no. Psalms 117, <laughs> verse 1. Hallelujah! Glory to God. <laughs> I know what you're thinking about. <laughs> we were at a convention one time, and everybody was quiet, and all of a sudden, Hallelujah! It was not in the right place, but, you know, the woman was doing it right. Psalms 117, verse 1. Tell the truth. She was sitting on this side of me, and you were on this side of me, and this woman would go, hallelujah, but it was at the wrong time. Pastor gets this look. I'm trying to watch Brother Hagen and behave myself, just sit here like, just behave myself. And he gets this look and stares at me with this look. I lost it. Verse 1 of Psalms 117. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. So, I mean, that's going on. There's a lot of Shabbat going. Psalms 35. Let's back up some. Book of uh, Psalms 35. You know, how many of you remember when... um, we were invited to go see Gabriel Hamans um, up in Atascadero. How many remember that night? And it was really raining and pouring, and the lights went out. And there were several churches that got together, but ours, when the lights went out, went wild and started praising God. And, and absolutely, the rest of them didn't, but we did. I mean, that impressed him so much, he decided he wanted to come down here and do a meeting. We had the meetings Praise here. the Lord. You. And... Um, but the lights came back on, and I can't remember, but during that time, I, did someone Somebody got healed. blind eyes opened during that time? Wasn't that it? During that time when we all started praising, someone's blind eyes were opened. I, I just remembered that. That's how powerful praise is when you can get a group of people that will just spontaneously start praising God. Now, this woman was out of order, I will tell you, that that was in the service. I mean, she was drawing attention to herself, the one that he's talking about. Um, She needed to be toned down, but I wasn't going to be the toner downer because I wasn't an usher, okay? But that kind of reminds me of Paul when Paul needed to deal with the woman. You know what I mean? But this, that night, I just remembered that how our people just spontaneously went into praise 
And I remember the next night that woman coming up and saying, I was blind, now I can see. And it happens when the lights went out. She didn't know. She was blind. She had no idea the lights went out. She had no idea what was going on in there because she was totally blind. But when the lights came, we hear we're praising, and then all of a sudden she sees light. Can you imagine how fantastic that is, how powerful that is? Praise God. Okay, Psalms 35, one more time. Psalms 35, looking at verse 27. And how are we to do this? Shabbat. <laughs> Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Let them say <laughs> continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Whoa! I mean, that, get, that ought to get you shouting right there. Because he says he, he wants to prosper you with prosperity when you're shouting for joy. But this is how it happens. Next verse. And my tongue shall talk of your righteousness, rightness, and justice, and of my reasons for your praise all day long. Hallelujah. All That's day good. long. All day long. So that means, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about God around people. I don't know about you, but that's the first thing when I got filled with the Holy Spirit that happened to me everywhere I went, I talked about God. I didn't care. I didn't care what people were into. It didn't bother me. Doctors, lawyers, whatever, it really didn't bother me because I wanted them to be saved. So It'll keep you happy. You'll be weird. People, not, you're not going to be weird. You're going to be right with God, but people are going to think you're weird. So does... Does God get all uptight with noise? Nope. Not with joyful noise unto him. Psalms 47, verse 1. Clap your hands. Now, there's, there's a time to clap your hands, and there's not a time to clap your hands. You've got to know what you're doing there. All you people, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Clap your hands, all you people. Remember that song? How many remember that song? That's your mind. <laughs> oh, we've been Clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Um, a few years back, uh, this is a few years back, I may ever saw the movie Rocky or series, and that song, da 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 da. I mean, when we were back in Oklahoma, we were driving school buses, and we were driving the the one that uh, the band. The band had 250 members in it, and they were in a we were driving them to a competition, and they played that song. I mean, that thing just. Just rocked that whole stadium when they played it, and and that's the voice of triumph. And those kids, they didn't just barely toot the horns or bang the drums. They played that song like it, like it was meant to be played. You know, victory. This is what we need to do. We need to have that victory. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. What, what word did you? Where is that? <laughs> you stopped. 
That's 40, Psalms 47, verse 1. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. To me, that, that band playing that song, that rocky theme. Like I said, they took, they took the first prize playing that. I mean, that band was solid. Bands were big in Oklahoma, I'm going to tell well, you. Well, because they got football. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they, parades, bands, whatever. And, and, you know, it is, you know, big majority of the people are Christians, too. So there was a lot of enthusiasm with it. But um, I didn't like driving those buses. I'll tell you, he did. I used to give him my bus runs to drive on those because I was like, ooh. But listen to what it says. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph and songs of joy. This is the Amplified. And the Lord most high excites terror, awe, and dread. He is the great king girl for all the earth. He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the glory and the pride of Jacob, when he whom he loves. God has ascended amid, God has ascended amid shouting the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises. For seven, for God is the king of all the earth, sing praises in a skillful psalm and with understanding. God reign over the nations, God sits up upon his holy throne. The princes and the nobles of the people are gathered together and united people for our God of Abraham, for the shield of the earth belongs to God. He is mighty exalted. This is a scripture you need to read continually. You know, people say that there's no hope for America. There will be a revival. It might be only a day. I don't know, but there will be because God wants to see people set free. And we need to prepare for this. And this is the best, you know, we've got the word. We've got prayer. But I will tell you, the church is lacking in praise. And they have got to get this together right now. I mean, there is praise to um, themselves when they're singing praise songs. But I know a man came and he visited every church in the city. And he, he really gave us a compliment. He said, I will say that during your praise and worship, you really exalt God. Your songs are to God, for God, at God, not for God to bless you, bless you, bless you, but they're ministering to him. And he reigns, and we need to... I hate to say this, but most Christians are the most sour people that I've ever met, and there needs to be some joy and excitement coming forth from the Christians. Amen? That's why um, Michelle was singing me the song that she sings on the plane. She goes, please don't make me come sing this. you want to sing this song? What song is that? When, you, when you sing God Bless to them on oh. the plane in, in Hawaiian. You've got to turn the tape off. Back on. Number, number six. It's Toda. T-O-W-D-A-H. That's T-O-W-D-A-H. Means to extend your hands in adoration or give a thanks offering. And it's used in the book of Psalms mainly as a sacrifice of thanksgiving for things not yet received. 
as well as one. thanking him for those things which are received. So, you know, calling those things that be not as though they were, you're just thanking the Lord when you raise your hands. Thank you, Lord, for gracing me with the blessings this day, so forth. You know, he says he loads us down daily with benefits. And I really believe the reason why a lot of people are not seeing it is because they're not doing this right here. They just, they're not speaking in any existence. They're not praising God for it. You know, when I think of being loaded down with benefits, I, I think of everywhere I go, mercy and favor and grace being extended to me constantly. Amen? And so this is something to think about here. Okay, we'll go to Psalm 69. That's Psalm 69 and see what it says. Verse 30, Psalm 69, verse 30. I will praise the name of God with song, and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. From the Amplified, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. That's, this is, yeah, this is Toda. Now we'll go to, uh, back up to chapter 50. And we'll look at verse 23. That's 50, verse 23. That's the last one. Whosoever offers praise glorifies me. And to him that ordered his conversation right, I will show him the salvation of God. And what does salvation mean? It, it means all the benefits. So when we offer sacrifices of praise to God in Toda. He's going to show us everything that, that every blessing that he had, all the benefits of salvation that come to us. He says, I'm going to what? I will show him that salvation, or bless you with all these things. We need to come alive. You notice, though, he says that, where are you, verse 30? Last verse, 23, verse 50, chapter 50. What are, what are you reading? Psalms 50. 50, I'm in the wrong one. Okay. Okay. Again, Toda is the sacrifice of thanksgiving both for what God has done and for what he has promised to do for us. So you find the promise and you start thanking God for it. That's Toda. Okay, then the next one, number seven, is Tahila. Tahila. Tahila, that's T-E-H-I-L-L-A-H. T-E-H-I-L-L-A-H. No. This is what you do in the shower. Yep, every day you do this. <laughs> Special singing. It's unprepared. You singing in tongues? This is, this is Tahila. Led by the Spirit of God. You, or you might be singing, I'm a new creation, you know, whatever. That's spontaneous singing. That's un, unto God. That's Tehillah. Psalms 22. You need to change some of the songs you're singing in the shower. Some of them are love songs. Many times I've been counseling on the phone and people are hearing love songs. <laughs> she shouldn't be counseling at night. <laughs> It gets louder and louder and louder. It's like, okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Psalms 
Rahi. 22. Ra. Verse 3. Oh, no. But thou art holy. Thou inhabitest, inhabits the praises of Israel. In other words, there is that. Just songs are just coming out. He inhabits the praise. Anytime you begin to pray, he's there. Like, like we said, fill your home with praise to God, then he's there. Fill your mouth with praise to God, and his presence will not leave you. Glory to God. Surround yourself in praises and discover and experience the blessing that comes your way. Bring forth that anointing atmosphere. So, I mean, if you're pl you put it, plug it in your car, run in your car, something's going to take place. You're going to be alive. You're going to dance. Okay, uh, Psalms 34. It's going to be kind of hard to dance in your car. Your car. Okay, well. <laughs> Psalms 34. Verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. That spontaneous Amen. praise. His praise shall be continually be in my mouth. My shell shall my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear, therefore be glad. Hallelujah. Oh God, hallelujah. Sounds good to me. Uh, one more. We'll go to uh, Psalms 40. That's Psalms 40, verse 3. He hath put a new song in my mouth. Well, that's instantaneous from the Lord. Glory to God. Even praise unto my God. Many shall see it and fear it and shall trust in the Lord. Well, let's read that from the Amplified. And he shall put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many shall see and fear, reverence and worship, and put their trust and confidence and reliance in the Lord. Hallelujah. So, when you're singing out like, when, when you get a, sp a spontaneous song and you're in the crowd, you don't need to shut it down because it's going to what? People put, will find happiness, trust it in that song. Yeah. Hello, glory to God. <laughs> I am. Um... Forget it. No, Pastor came home on Wednesday night, and next morning I saw all these praise and worship tapes of David Ingalls, everyone we own, and he goes, we're going to start playing these in the house all the time now for at least for a good part of the day. I mean, it was like he's, he slapped down the sermon. It's got to happen. Yep. I said, I like, I'll read it again. Fill your home with praise, then God is there. Amen. Before getting into the ministry, that's all we, that's all we had. <laughs> I've turned off the TV and put that on. The kids We didn't have off. a TV there. It, it went wild. Things happened. It, 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 it did. It, it, it does. It will. Your kids will straighten them out. Like, it'll just flip it around. It will. It'll flip it around immediately. Number eight. Ruah. R-U-A-H. R-U-A-H. It means shout in joy. 
being excited in the reality of your relationship with God. This is a shout of joy because you have a relationship with God. Psalms 95. Turn with me to Psalms 95. And we're just about done. Psalms 95. Verse 1. Psalms 95, verse 1 and 2. Oh, come, let us sing before uh, unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Not that. I mean, some of us are going to be overwhelmed when we get to heaven because there's going to be so much noise there. I shouldn't say noise, but sounds of music, of a joyful people. I can imagine when, you know, when someone... Uh, comes into the presence of God for the first time. They are shouting, giving high fives and all that type of stuff. There's no mourning up there. They're just rejoicing. We need to get some rejoicing down here. We aren't. Okay. Once um, you've ever been in that place where the spirit, where you have yielded yourself over to the spirit. Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you drink of me, you will never ever thirst again. And yet we allow the cares of the world to surround us and begin to hem us in, press us in, and we lose, or we can lose, that place that we were once in where the glory of God is so manifested. And to have to say to ourselves, well, I, I remember the time when I was in that place. We need to begin to reach out this should be constant with us. You know, he said, you'll never, ever thirst again. And the reason why people are so bound up or have anger issues or different issues going on in their work or their lives or whatever is because they have not gotten back into that, that place that they were once in. And it's important. It's very, you know, it's very, I, I know because I've, I've been there, okay, and I'm, you know, it, it's, once you've been in a certain spot, you long for that place to, it's that secret place with God, and he is saying today, church, I am calling you into this right now. I'm calling you to seek me, to seek my face, to search for me, to reach out to me, to draw everything from me that you can in this hour. 
to yield yourself to me because there, there are things that he is desirous to do and so many are plugged up and they need to be released from that. So just, just think about that. Think about, just kind of close your eyes and think about the highest place in him you have ever been in praise and worship and in, in, in the spirit and desire that and desire more. There's, there's, there's more, there's much more constantly for us, Con constantly. He has so much right now that he desires to pour out on us. I can't even um, begin to share with you. We're, we're miss, we're, the body of Christ is missing out and we can't grieve God anymore in this area. I, I, don't, I don't know how else to say it except everybody had, there's a longing in people and a, and a desire in people and that is what that desire is. Okay, Psalms 116, we're, we're just got two to go, and I hope you are believing that you, you, you catch hold of what we've said this morning. Psalms 116, looking at verse 17, it says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I will call on the name of the Lord. That should be you, that should be me. Okay, we need to be in this category. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call on the name of the Lord. You don't want to fall, fall into this one. Psalms 115. Psalm, you don't put this one. Highlight this one. You don't want to fall into You'll find out a lot of things here. The worldly-minded Christian finds praising God extremely embarrassing. It offends their carnal sense of dignity. The symptom of worldliness is all self-conscious. What, what will people think? They are too concerned about the reaction of other people than what God's thoughts are towards them. A believer's concern should be to please the Lord. Did you find Psalms 115 since you were right next to Psalms 116? Look at Psalms 115. Don't fall in this verse. Psalms 115, verse 17. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. If, you, if, if you're not praising the Lord, you're dead. He's, seeing, he's saying you're spiritually dead if you're not praising the Lord. You've got to come out. We need to renew our minds according to Romans 12, 1 and 2. We need to be joyful. Okay, this ends that portion. Glory to God. We have two, two little ones that will be coming before us in a moment here. But if you'll turn with me to the book of Luke, real quickly. 